I can just report so far that we're hearing the siren and people are running for shelter. Uh, we just heard a loud boom. I'm Tanya, and you're listening to a bonus episode of Human and Holy, a podcast by The Tanya Project, where we discuss spiritual ideas in human terms. Today's episode is sponsored by Yassi and Mushka Cohen, in gratitude of Hashem's kindness. Thank you, Yassi and Mushka, for making today's episode happen. To sponsor an episode or become a supporter on Patreon, please reach out at humanandholy at gmail.com. In today's episode... I speak about what our response can be to current events in Israel and to the rise of anti-Semitism across the world. Today, I bring you a chorus of Jewish voices, and I promise not to leave you discouraged as most of the commentary on this subject has been, but hopefully to leave you a little more uplifted and empowered. It has admittedly taken me a couple of weeks to get into this headspace. But right now, there is one thing I know for sure. The world is dark, but our flame is brighter. There is nothing, nothing in the world that can threaten the everlasting quality of the Jewish nation. Like you, I have been watching in horror as the news in Israel unfolded. Terrified for my brothers and sisters in the Holy Land, I was falling asleep to the sound of sirens ringing in my ears. I can't imagine what it was like to be there. But we're okay, and I'm just trying to keep close to home and safe. And then, miraculously, I watched in absolute awe as my brothers and sisters in the Holy Land of Israel responded to terrorism with unity and resilience and strength. The Shabbos before Shavuos, as rockets were raining down from Gaza, groups of soldiers on the front lines of the battle compiled a video of themselves wishing the Jewish nation a Shabbat Shalom. One soldier said, We want you to know that we are here for you. It is our honor, our merit, to be here. Civilians from all over Israel were coming together to protect their fellow brothers and sisters. Although it's very tough and quite scary, but people are very, with courage and like organizations and people coming to help and like food and like everything is in, in, in high spirit. I'm here in Haifa and Haifa is like terrible also in a specific area, not next to us, 
terrible, like the Arabs are burning things and wrecking cars and all that. And there's like WhatsApp groups going on, come. And like all the guys, people here with guns, uh, like every evening they, they gather together and they split up in the whole city. We're talking about hundreds of Jews splitting up in the whole city, making sure that there's no damage to shuls and to cars and all that. Like the, the Ruach, the Ruach is very, very high. In Lod, Israel, after terrible riots broke out against the Jewish community, people from all over Israel came down to spend Shabbos with their brothers and sisters in Lod. A man recorded the crowds of people saying, you can't imagine what is going on here. People from all over Israel came to be with us. What a feeling. And then there were these beautiful videos circulating of strangers dancing together on the streets of Lud. Singing, we are believers, children of believers. We have nobody to lean on except our Father in heaven. Just as rockets stopped flying in from Gaza, I watched the world's hatred swivel towards the entire Jewish nation worldwide. It was no longer couched in buzzwords or politically correct statements. It was videos of people screaming, Hail Hitler, and calling for the death of all Jews. Dangerous and drastic surge. That's what the Anti-Defamation League is saying about reports of anti-Semitism around the world since the fighting between Israel and Hamas began. In the last few weeks, I've been feeling what you may have been feeling too. Fear, rage, moments of hope, and tremendous uncertainty. And after consuming way too much media, I became desperate for a more empowering perspective on the rockets in Israel and the terrifying rise of anti-Semitism in my own backyard. How do I channel the anxiety of watching loyalties fall apart? feeling like every person in the world would watch Jews being hung and stand in silence. Reading the line, never again is now, plastered all over social media, and wondering where we will run. I could continue to scan through the hateful comments on pro-Israel posts. I could track the media headlines in shock and in fear. Or... I could lift my eyes and my heart towards my Jewish family. And instead of allowing my energy to be stolen by the darkness, I could use it instead to fuel more light. One thing I know is this. Anti-Semitism is not new. Hatred and bias against Israel is not new. We will not win the media's hearts. Most people will not share the truth about what is going on in the Middle East. And throughout the years, as the attacks against Israel rose and fell, the Lubavitcher Rebbe had one message for the Jewish people. We are not victims. We are a nation of light. 
And though it may feel like lies and deceit are controlling the narrative and the fate of our lives, we are in God's hands. We are an everlasting nation. In 1967, less than a week before the Six-Day War, the Rebbe spoke at a Lagba Omer parade and told the worried crowd, God is protecting your brothers and sisters in the Holy Land. And you, the Rebbe said, are in the most unique position to help them. We are on the front lines of a spiritual battle. Our Torah and our mitzvot are our ammunition. Our unity is our greatest strength. We do not need to fall prey to the darkness. Instead, we can intensify the light. As Jews, we are limbs of one body. The actions you do in private have a ripple effect on the entire world. Every mitzvah we do creates a tidal wave of spiritual energy that even the fiercest hate cannot break. Every event that occurs in our world is rooted someplace deeper. We are not powerless, though the world will have us believe that we are. We don't shoot rockets to fight against anti-Semitism. But that doesn't mean we have to live in fear. We are soldiers of light. We do not run from a hate-filled world. We stand up to it. When the world is drowning in a tidal wave of lies and pure hatred... We can choose to drown with the current, or we can build the lighthouse on the shore. Smoke engulfs the entire world. It feels like morality and truth may be buried forever, but even a flickering candle can guide us home. Sharing the light of Shabbos candles with one person, sponsoring a mezuzah for someone who might not have one, Inviting someone for a Shabbos meal. Gathering with friends and strengthening each other with the wisdom of our eternal Torah. The light is within you and the darkness surrounds you. Stretch your arm as far as it will go. In 2011, Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, Sakharna Labracha, said, And the Rebbe did something absolutely extraordinary. He said to himself, if the Nazis search out every Jew in hate, we will search out every Jew in love. And around the world, I am watching Jews do just that. All right, guys, so I'm hearing that some Montreal families are removing their mezuzahs from their door. I find that extremely sad. There's nothing to be scared about. There's nothing to be ashamed about. So Chabad of Westman and I are partnering up Leave your mezuzahs on your door. And if you don't have mezuzahs and you want a mezuzah for your apartment, your condo, your house, whatever it is, your office, we are offering for the next week, two weeks, free mezuzahs to whoever wants a mezuzah. We're going to come. We're going to install it on your door. Chazak. If you don't have one, we'll bring one to you. And if you have one, you keep it. And even if you have one and you wanted them on all your doors in your house, let us know. We're coming. We're installing mezuzahs. Chazak. Am Yisraim Chai. And just hours later, the mezuzahs were going up. Betsivanu. Betsivanu. Mezuzah. Mezuzah number one. Let's go. Okay, go. John, put it up. 
In New York, people are taking to the streets to give out Shabbos candles and encourage people to bring more light into their homes and into the world. All those people who are telling me to be quiet about my Judaism, it ain't happening. Anytime there's an increase in anti-Semitism, Rebbe always said louder and prouder, okay? Always. And this is no different. I haven't been on the Tzayim in like years, but I went this week. Thank you to the anti-Semitism. And even though I only gave out two candles, I want to tell you, so many people I stopped and they were like, oh, you're the third person that asked us that. Represent Crown Heights, right? Um, which drives, they weren't Jewish, but point is let them see. In California, people are attending pro-Israel protests and rapping to fill in on hundreds of Jews, some for the first time. Yesterday, while putting on tefillin with a bunch of different people, an older man came over to me, and he was from Siberia. His mother was Jewish. He was 70 years old, and he asked to put on tefillin. He wasn't sure what they were because he had never put them on before. But he saw everybody else doing it, and he wanted to be a part of it. So at 70 years old, he put on tefillin. On social media, people are befriending fellow Jews they may not have spoken to before and encouraging them to light Shabbos candles or give coin to charity. It was on Friday. I decided I would light candles a few minutes early. Not always easy for me. And I was talking to a new friend I made on Instagram. And I shared that with her. And I wasn't sure if she lit Shabbos candles. So I told her what I was doing. And I told her, would you light Shabbos candles? And if you don't, would you like to light Shabbos candles? And in addition to that, I said it's a tradition to give some coins to Dhaka before you light candles to purify the air and show compassion and kindness. And she answered me actually right away that she does light Shabbos candles, but she didn't know about the tradition of giving to Dhaka before lighting. So I was happy to share that with her. And then after Shabbos, I spoke to her again probably on Monday, and she told me that just kind of the interaction that we had together on Friday really helped her get through the weekend and, you know, with a lot of positivity. And she felt like she was doing a lot for Israel, you know, the best we can from here in America. Even on political talk shows, with hundreds and thousands of views, people are speaking proudly about their Jewish identity. We are not backing down. We are rising up. The reason I wear a yarmulke is for two reasons. One, there's a religious reason. Going all the way back to the Talmud, Jews have worn yarmulkes. They've covered their heads out of submission to God and as a reminder that God is above us at all times. And the second reason is because, no, I'm not going anywhere. And anybody who has a problem with it can write off. Every one of us in our corners of the world can create a tsunami of light. So it's so important for Jews everywhere to stand tall, to explain what it means to be a Jew, what Torah is about, what Israel is about. I say post, post yourself in tefillin, post messages of truth, messages of kindness, messages of the seven Noah laws, messages of a consciousness of unity. Every person has influence. We are an everlasting nation. In every generation, they rise up to destroy us. 
and they cannot succeed. Because we are on the side of truth, the side of light. The world would like to think it can drown out the Jewish flame. But here's the truth of the matter. Our flame is only getting brighter and brighter. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. As always, you can find me on Instagram at the Tanya Project or via email at humanandholy at gmail.com. If you enjoyed today's episode and could take a quick minute to leave a rating or review, it would mean so much to me and it helps other people find the podcast. Thank you. I hope you have a wonderful day.